Hey sister, do you feel pretty sure that you maybe you've been struggling with your fertility and your hormones, but you just don't really know how to practically help? Like what are the places and spaces in your life and the practical things that you can do to actually help you to feel better and just support your fertility? So today we have Dr. Jamie Eller joining us and we are bringing you guys six of our favorite hormone routines. These are things that Dr. Jamie and I do on a daily basis that we're really excited to share with you because we know that they make us really happy and they support our hormones and our fertility and our cycles. And we're really, really excited to share them with you too. So let's go. Hey sister, welcome to For the Love of Hormones podcast. Do you have a desire to get pregnant in God's design and be free from the pressure of going straight to IUI or IVF? Hey, I'm Becca. While I was blessed with two children, I then suffered from three miscarriages. I too felt emotionally wrecked anytime I was around a pregnant friend. I wanted to understand God's design for my body and how to care for it naturally, but I just kept telling myself that it was too complicated and I needed to be content with my circumstances. Until I found the answer, hormone health and tracking. In this podcast, you will find answers to all of your period, ovulation, and cycle questions so that you will be able to find the path for getting pregnant in God's design. So sister, for the love of hormones, put that pregnancy test stick down and grab your Bible, matcha green tea, and a journal because it's time for a come to Jesus and hormones meeting. Okay, so first, before we get started with our six happy hormone tips, I want to share a testimony. This was a client of mine. Her name is Leslie, and she wrote as a testimony, going through the hormone coaching program has been a life changer. What I thought was normal was actually a result of an unhealthy cycle. Having Becca's support and expertise was so helpful and encouraging. So Leslie, oh my goodness, every time I see you, sister, I just like want to cry and burst into tears because you have reached all of your goals in your fertility and it has been a journey and an absolute honor and blessing to work with you. So thank you so much, Leslie, and you are amazing. And it's so cool to see God's answered prayers in your life. You guys, if you have not uh, joined our Facebook community and you want to talk to me, you want to ask your questions, you want to know like, hey, is this normal? Or is this a good app to use to track my cycle? Or does this thing actually really help? What I personally love to tell my clients is uh, you, whenever you're working with me, you're not working with Google anymore and you're not Googling your questions about your period and <laughs> ovulation and your hormones. You're now asking me. And so you guys can totally come in that Facebook group and hop in there and ask your questions and know that you are not alone in this journey and in this walk. And you get to be among a sisterhood and community of other women who are in a similar walk to you and wanting to get pregnant and wanting to have that healthy cycle and healthy fertility. So go down, scroll down in the show notes and click that link and ask for approval into our group. Okay. So before we dive in, let's just kick off with a word of prayer. And then we're going to bring in Dr. Jamie. Lord Jesus, we just come before you and I thank you so much for allowing us to be able to record today. Thank you for technical difficulties being at a minimum today. And God, I just pray that you would just anoint and bless the woman who is listening to this episode. And I pray that she would be in a space that she could hear and listen and be open to changing a little something in her life that could actually make a huge difference in her hormones and her fertility and her pregnancy goals. 
And so I just pray that she would really connect with, with me and with Dr. Jamie and um, that this episode would really truly bless her. We pray these things in your holy name. Amen. Okay. So just a tiny story about why we're doing this episode. I wanted to share about how when I started my journey with my hormone coach, which it was uh, Jamie Rachi. She's the founder of the Fiat Institute. She was my hormone coach. I feel so like blessed and honored that she was. So she asked me about when I drank my coffee and I was like, I just drink it. I have like a latte machine and I drink the coffee and it's great. I don't do anything special with it. I have, I think I, oh my gosh, I used to do the Tarani syrup. Oh, I forgot about that. I used to do like Tarani syrup and milk, just like a standard drink that you would get at Starbucks. And she, she was so sweet and like not telling me how horrible that was for me. (laughs) But she suggested like, Hey, try to have, you know, some nuts before you have your coffee or try to have like hard boiled egg and avocado before your coffee. And I thought she was just crazy and ridiculous, but actually it really helped. And I'm going to share with you, like, that is actually one of my routines that I'm going to share with you about how I have my coffee now. But anyways, but that's why we're talking about this today, because these little tiny changes in our lives really do make a difference. So Let's bring in Dr. Jamie and welcome her. And you can share with us your first favorite hormone routine. Hey, how's it going? Yay, so happy that you're here. I hope you can hear me. My internet got kind of wonky, but you know how it is. (laughs) Yes, yes, we do. (laughs) If you asked a question, I totally didn't hear it because it like all got compressed and then said stuff really fast. (laughs) Okay. No worries. Okay. So welcome, Dr. Jamie. Um, We're so excited to hear your first favorite hormone routine. Uh, Yes. Okay. So my first one is practicing an attitude of gratitude. That's like my number one thing lately with my own personal hormone journey of not to go into crazy detail. Maybe my story can be told later some other time, but like I like had no hormones, like zero, like nothing at the age of 35. And I was, I was going crazy. You can imagine how anxious I was. And it just, it was awful. Couldn't sleep. All I did was sweat, had heart palpitations. I, it was nightmare. So Jesus brought me out of that. Thank you. And I've been grateful ever since, because at that point, my prayers changed from, I want to have a baby to, I just want my health. I just want my hormones. And, you know, he blessed me. He healed me. I have my my hormones back naturally. And I just practice an attitude of gratitude as much as I can. Anytime that I'm feeling like my body's fighting against me or things aren't going how I want them to go, I just remember where I was and what he's brought me out of, not just from my health journey, but like like so many things, like how he's protected me and guided my steps this whole time, even if I didn't realize it. I love that. Do you like have a gratitude journal or do any kind of like routine thing with it? Or you're just like, you've literally trained yourself to be thankful, like throughout the day consistently. I don't have a a gratitude journal. I wish I did. I just don't. But it's just something It's just like part of my prayer uh, in the morning and just my talk with him is just like reflecting and bringing up like you've done this for me you've done that for me and like in any time that I feel discouraged I just start going through the list of things and just reminding myself and encouraging like God's always been there he's always provided he's never gonna fail he's got you in his hand you know so that's kind of how 
I go about it. I love that. That's so awesome. And it's so important. I love that. I have a little gratitude journal. It's the very first thing that I do in my Bible, my Bible story routine. No, my like quiet time routine. I always start with the gratitude one. So I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. And you know, so um, like in my, in my routine lately, when I'm reading the Bible, I've been reading a little bit from the old and a little bit from the new. Cause you know, like you don't want to just be stuck in old or new. You're like, I kind of want to, you know, so this past few months I've been like reading in both and it's kind of funny how they kind of, I'll be reading in the old Testament and then they just kind of align with what I'm reading in the new Testament. Like the exact same thing. I'm like, Oh God, you're so good. But I was thinking about, you know, you asked me what my, my routines are. And I was thinking about the, I practice gratitude for my health. And as I'm reading the old Testament, they're just like, it kept happening where it's like, how many times do they bring up, you know, God brought you out of Egypt. He brought you Moses. And they like, they go through the whole story. Like how many times, like they keep, you're like, I'm at, I'm at the point of uh, King David. And it's like, anytime that they get discouraged, the Israelites get discouraged, they just bring up like what has God brought us from and how he hasn't failed you. Wow. Super biblical. And it, yeah. it's a commandment in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Is that right? Be thankful in all circumstances. So that's cool. Old and New Testament, how that was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to share my number one favorite hormone routine. I, these are not in order. Okay. So my first one that I want to share I've labeled them all happy hormones. So happy hormone screens, screens. Okay. So at nighttime, I put my phone away. I charge my phone in my bathroom. So like, it's not around what I'm talking to my husband, unless we're like researching a certain thing. It's not around like what I'm trying to wind down. Like my phone is put away for at least an hour or two before I go to bed typically. So in the evening, like once our kids are in bed, I connect with my husband. Sometimes we have at home dates and sometimes we just like do a quick 10 minute connection and then get to kind of have our own time or, and I love reading. So (laughs) do you want to know, you don't want to know what book I'm reading right now. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm in like this book club thing. It's Dracula. I'm reading Dracula. Wow. Weird. I know, but it's actually a really good book. So (laughs) But I'm also reading Money, Possessions, and Eternity by Randy Alcorn. Just have some ballads. Really strange. I know. Anyways, but I love reading and I just love a variety of literature. You know, I love reading to, you know, grow in my knowledge of things, but I love just reading for pleasure as well. I think it's really great to unwind. And I I know that putting the screens away and doing some things just to wind down and be disconnected from all of that, it promotes better sleep. And when I have better sleep and I'm more rested that just sets me up for such a better day for the next day. So that's my, that's my routine. Happy hormone screens, put them away y'all. No TV, no phone, no computer, nothing. Yes. I actually do that too. And I just recently started doing that. Yeah. So my husband is doing it a little bit longer, but like I, so I'm always on call, right? So like I have this like innate fear of like missing a patient's emergent phone call at midnight which it happens like once a year but I you know so it's like I've been trained to like sleep with my phone next next to my bed but recently you know we've discovered like it's not healthy to have a plugged cell phone next to your bed where you sleep for eight plus hours and yeah yeah so I started doing that too my phone's not in the bathroom but it's in 
the other side of the room. <laughs> That's a start. Yeah. It's a, you know, I was like, I can still hear it. It's still, I'm still reachable. And it's also helping me get out of bed in the morning because I use my phone as my alarm. Yes. So that's it's been, huge. Yeah. That's how I did it. It's too. actually been helpful. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's awesome. What is your second favorite routine? Second favorite routine? Um, sleep. <laughs> uh, I was uh, sleep deprived for like, I don't know, 14 years in my training. (laughs) So I have just been catching up on sleep, especially now that, you know, I'm trying to conceive. So um, I'm like, I need to sleep while I can. I have a lot of catching up to do and I got a lot to get stored back up before I try to have a baby. So a lot of times, uh, maybe people don't know, the another reason why I like sleep, um, I work out pretty rigorously. I enjoy really hard workouts and growth hormone is released at night when you're sleeping. And so you need that hormone to help repair your body. And so that's why I like, I harp on sleep. I have to have a minimum of seven, like anything less than that. I'm not happy. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. And I'm curious, I have a question for you on that. When I was starting my healing journey, I think... I mean, I was never diagnosed or anything like that, but I think I was probably borderline like adrenal fatigue. Like I was just washed out. And so then when I started learning about, okay, here's what we do. Here's what you do when you're at this really low place and you're wanting to restore your fertility, your cycles, all that. So sleep was one of the big ones. I slept so much. Like I slept about like 10 hours a night for a few months. It was insane. And my body just needed it. And now I'm at a place where, and I, and I slept really well when, you know, we did get pregnant, thankfully, and I continued just sleeping as much as I needed to. And now I'm about six months postpartum and I'm fine if I do get seven or seven and a half hours of sleep. I really shoot for at least eight, but I'm okay now. Like I'm doing well and everything. And so I'm curious on, you know, your perspective of like when it comes to adrenal fatigue or, you know, your hormones just being totally burned out. How long does it take of you getting like a crazy amount of deep and restful sleep? Because it's like, I had someone who said like, oh, well, I slept really well last week, but I still feel exhausted. And I'm like, it takes a long time. Like it can take, it can take a while for your body to replenish. So I'm curious on your thoughts on that. Yeah. So like, I know with my personal history, like I did have a sleepy period too. I never really thought about that, but I did. There was a period of time where I was sleeping a lot more. Um, And I felt lazy, but also I was like forcing myself to like try something, you know, to like sleep is an easy thing. It's a free thing you can do. Like I knew how important it was. So I I forced myself to get extra hours of sleep. And that, you know, I think that was probably like a couple months, like three or four months where I just, I slept till 10 a.m. every Saturday, like no plans. People knew not to ask me to make plans. I'm like, Saturday's the only day I get to sleep in. I'm not doing anything. Sorry. <laughs> and so, but for, I think it's different for everybody because we all come from different backgrounds and circles. So, you know, there's so many reasons to be sleep deprived, like, or to feel fatigue other than adrenal insufficiency. So you can't just always blame it on your adrenals. I don't think, you know, got to make sure everything else is Okay. But I will say this, like I know when I was like in the thick of being adrenal fatigued, like maybe this is for you too. And maybe some people can relate. I would be so good, so healthy, going strong, 
unstoppable, right? Just go, 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 go. The moment I would stop, the moment I went on vacation, I would either be sick or I slept the entire vacation. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if anybody else can relate to that, but like, that could be a sign that you are just pushing yourself way too much. It's like the moment you get a break and you can finally unwind and your body just decides to break down, like that's the sign of adrenal fatigue. Wow. That's really helpful. Thank you. Hey sister, do you want to come hang out with a group of women seeking to get pregnant just like you? Inside my free period cycle and ovulation group, you will find a safe space to finally talk about your fertility journey and not feel alone, all while being pointed back to God on this journey. Join us now on Facebook by clicking the link below in the show notes. I would love to approve your membership into the sisterhood. Also, if you haven't taken the hormone imbalance quiz yet, check it out to see what your hormones are trying to tell you based off some questions about your period. And yes, those questions are really funny and should make you laugh. The link for the quiz is also in the show notes. So just scroll on down. Okay, let's go to my second favorite hormone routine. So this is the happy hormone coffee. Oh my gosh, I love it. So I still have my espresso machine. You guys know I'm a big matcha girl. And I really like advocate for matcha in that mid-afternoon when you're needing a pick-me-up and you usually would go for a coffee, like go for matcha. I won't tell what Dr. Jamie's pointing out right now. So, um, but I, you know, I still love, um, I have one cup of coffee a day and I do make it half-calf. I have like, I've got this fancy espresso machine as a gift. And um, so I do like half decaf beans and half caffeinated. That's just how I did it when I was pregnant and I've just stayed with it and it's fine. But here's how I have my coffee that it is like good for my blood sugar and it keeps me really stable. It doesn't give me the jitters. So I put a scoop of collagen into my coffee. So that's like 10 grams of protein. It just dissolves right in there. You don't taste it. It's not grainy. It's just a great way to start the day with some protein. I also put a scoop of, it's called Relax Max in it. So this was recommended for me by my doctor just to kind of like help with anxiousness kind of stuff um, if I needed it. It has like, it's all natural. It has L-theanine. It has myo-inositol, so it's good for stabilizing that blood sugar. It has some magnesium in it. So that can be something I'm not recommend. This is not medical advice. I'm not recommending anything like ask your doctor about it, but um, that's what I put in my coffee. So I put the collagen in there and the Relax Max. And just depending on my season, you know, a lot of people do have sensitivity to dairy. It can be really inflammatory. But if I do do milk, I do a whole milk. So I get the fat in there and, and some more protein or I'll, or I'll do an almond or an oat milk. So. And I do a little bit of maple syrup. So that's like my happy hormone coffee and it is so good. And my other trick that I do is I eat two hard boiled eggs before that. So I have a couple hard boiled eggs. I just buy them from the store, like the Vital Farms pasture raised hard boiled eggs. I've got a lot going on on my plate. I don't want to make hard boiled eggs, but I will buy them and eat them. And it's great to, like I kick off my day with like 20 grams of protein before I've even had breakfast. And it's fantastic. And I have noticed... One time I went to a coffee shop and I just got their coffee, like their standard latte without my collagen and without having my hard boiled eggs before. And I was like jittery and shaky and it made me really queasy. And so it's really interesting to me, the effects of the higher level of caffeine without the protein on my body. So that is 
that's that's how I have my coffee. <laughs> that's one of my my second favorite hormone routine. I was pointing at my matcha. You got me. You converted me. Oh, yes. Oh, my I'm gosh. On, God. I'm, team matcha, I'm team matcha now. <laughs> yes. Oh, that makes my day. <laughs> I thought you were totally pointing to your coffee. No. It's like, I you out, but. No. Oh, I've man, that's been, funny. I've, I've been enjoying it. I. I get that little bit of boost and, but not, I'm not up. I can have, I, I can actually drink this at 5 PM and still go to bed at like nine or 10. Whereas nice. if I drink coffee at five, like I'm not going to bed till like two. And the dreams, yeah. remember we talked about the dreams with El right? Vanny? How's it like, going? They've ramped <laughs> up. Like they're, they're very vivid, which I enjoy. I like vivid dreams. So yeah. So I've joined the matcha bandwagon. DM me for for promos, matcha, matcha matcha companies. Just kidding. Oh man, that's funny. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I don't know. I don't know if I can get on the collagen and the coffee bandwagon though. That's that's you're you're gonna have to say what what collagen you're using because there's too many. I just I know there's so many out there. Um, I just get the one from Costco. It's like the the big blue bin. It's Mm -hmm. grass fed. So, um, okay. yeah, I just got that one. It works great. Like, seriously, just try it. You will not even know what's in there. It's crazy. You just stir it in. Yeah, like, that's what it. we say about Miralax, too. I can tell. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have noticed, I've tried a couple different ones. That one is like the powder super fine. And to me, I can't taste it all. But I have had a couple of different brands that were more grainy. And mm-hmm. I didn't like that. So, But I like that yeah. you brought up. I like that you brought up coffee. We really do have to be careful how much caffeine you're intaking, but also coffee itself, along with a dark chocolate, they are known for lowering your progesterone. So yeah, well, if you you didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So if you're having issues with low progesterone, uh, you definitely want to limit your coffee intake. Yeah, in chocolate too. Chocolate okay. too. Yep. Interesting. What? Oh my gosh. Okay. If we have more time, let's circle back to that at the end. But I don't know if we'll have more time. That's super fascinating. Okay. So listeners, if you think you might be dealing with that, look at how much coffee you're having every day. Okay. Dr. Jamie, what is your third favorite hormone routine? It's a little outside of the box and it's cold plunging. I'm addicted to cold plunging. I love it. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Okay. Uh, I don't I, even know what it is. I don't know how you do it. So you're telling me everything. It's the opposite of sauna. <laughs> so, um, are you taking an ice bath? Yes, an ice bath. Okay. So, like the polar plunge, people are familiar with, you know, you go into a freezing cold lake and, you know, but the, the goal is, is to last at least three minutes. Um, if you can last at least three minutes, you're you're going to get some good benefits. And you don't want to go more than like, I think, 20 minutes. I mean, people go beyond that and it's just crazy. It just depends how cold your actual cold plunge is, you know. But you can get benefits. The human body on average is 37 degrees Fahrenheit. So you get what's these cold shock proteins that get released when you just drop it just a few degrees below um, so there's a lot of benefits. There's um, it, it's been shown to help fight inflammation, improve 
improve uh, healing and injuries. Uh, it helps create an immune response. It helps. It's uh, protective for DNA and RNA transcriptions. So I started doing it. Honestly, I started just doing it in my in my kitchen before I got my little cold tank plunge thingy. I would just start with an ice bath to the face. So I'd fill up this big, huge bowl, put some ice in it, let it cool down. And it's just like, okay, just dump your face uh, in it. I started doing that for sleep because if you can lower your body temperature just a little bit, it will actually help you sleep. And so I just uh, started doing that. And the first time was horrible. Like it didn't last very long. It's like, it, it literally... You're trying to put your face in a bowl of ice water and like not lose your breath. <laughs> it's just like, don't, don't let it, lo, lo, don't let the air come out. And so it's just like, you're holding your breath in. You're just like, just stay in, just stay in, just stay in. So my husband, I got him to start doing it and we would time each other and we would like see who could last the longest. And so, you know, we do, we do it like, I got to where we could do it for like a minute. But when I first started, it was like 20 seconds. And we do it um, like three or four times a night. Um, so like the first time, the first night we did that, I was like, I don't know, that's weird, but I just kept with it. And now I love it. It actually feels really good and re it's relaxing. And now I can't get it cold enough. It's like, oh, this isn't cold. <laughs> so then eventually we got like a stock tank. And so now we can fill that up with water and ice. And I'm like, told him I want an ice machine for Christmas. So we can have unlimited ice. You know, and again, it's like, oh, trying to get in there like that first that first week of like dipping into the cold pool is like miserable. It's, but you build you actually do build a tolerance. And then, you know, it's like, OK, now I can tolerate to get colder and colder. But I really do feel like that's one of the things that's helped my hormone levels. But also like it just feels good. It helps lower my temperature. I, I sleep better. I started cold plunging because I couldn't sauna. I used to go and work out in the sauna, like one of those hot works places. And I really did enjoy it. But this happened to me twice. I got a membership with them two separate times. And people will tell you that there's hormone benefits to sauna. And I, and there's, I think there is research that supports that. Because you get, instead, you get these heat shock proteins. Instead of, it's just like the extremes of temperature, they have different benefits. It's good to be able to be versatile right? You're challenging your body in different ways. And so, but for me, I would be a couple months into these sauna workouts. And then next thing I know, I'm up, I'm up at night and sweating and I can't sleep. And I'm having these like menopausal symptoms, perimenopausal symptoms. So, you know, I got away from it and symptoms got better, waited like a year, rejoined, within a couple months happened again. I said, okay, the only thing that's different that I'm doing different is the sauna. I guess sauna is not for me. I'm not saying sauna is bad. Every, everybody has different effects. You know, we all need different things. For me, sauna didn't work. And that's what led to me like, okay, well, the sauna really doesn't help. There's this cold plunging thing. Well, let me try that. Maybe that's what my body <laughs> will respond to. And it did. That's what's working for me. And, um, yeah, so that's that's my my cold plunge story. That's crazy. Oh my goodness. I had to take some ice baths when I was in college for swimming and I hated it. I hated it. Oh my gosh. But that's very interesting. I think it's going to take me a little bit to consider doing that. That's yeah, amazing. And I'm glad it's, it's working a lot. for you. 
it's a lot harder than switching to matcha. I'll give you that. Yeah, that, that's a big one. But you know what? Like, it, I think everyone's at a different season. And and hey, if if you've done everything in the book and that's the one thing you haven't done, maybe you need to do some ice baths. So, okay, I'll share my last one. So my last favorite hormone routine is a happy hormone mindset to finish things. So I don't know about you guys, but it stresses me out to have like a dirty house. That just stresses me out or it stresses me out to like I homeschool my kids and stresses me out to like have a lot to do for them if we are, you know, not getting through our list and stuff for the week. So I just have this mindset to finish things. So if we're doing, if I'm doing a little laundry, I fold it and I put it away. I don't just fold it and leave it sitting in my room because that will stress me out. I'm like, no, I'm going to finish this. If we're cleaning up after a meal, we're going to clean up all the way and not leave a dish on the counter. Because if I do that, then it just triggers for more and more dishes to build up. And then I have a messy kitchen at night and I'm tired. I've had a long day. I don't want to do it. And I'm stressed out. I'm grumpy. So if I just take the extra two or three minutes to just rinse off those dishes and throw them in the dishwasher, then I have like a relatively clean and easy kitchen to just tidy up at the end of the day. So it's just kind of this mindset to finish things. So if I notice that something's out of place, I just pick it up and I put it back where it goes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's a choice. It's literally a choice to just like be tidy or to finish what we're doing. And I honestly think it makes a really big difference when it comes to my my hormones. Like this this is not going to relate to everyone, but I know a messy house stresses me out. And I know it's probably firing up some cortisol. And I know that that is going to be reducing my ovulatory hormones. I know it's going to be having an impact on my digestive system and all of that. So if I just make the choice to finish things and and do that, then I actually am a lot more peaceful. So that's my last one that I got. <laughs> if you just <laughs> use one cup, if you just use one spoon. <laughs> I know. I have not been like that my whole life. I can promise you that. Like this has been a very big growing thing for me. And it just, it really does make a big difference. So I I feel better about it. Well, not only, you're you're right though, because not only are you lowering your cortisol by not being triggered and stressed out by all the mess, it makes you feel overwhelmed and chaotic, but you're also probably getting a little bit of dopamine and some endorphins just from being productive. Mm, um, which has yeah. good, good health benefits as well. So yeah, happy hormones, happy hormone happy mindset, hormones. finish things. <laughs> so, okay, guys. So our six favorite hormone routines today and recap, attitude of gratitude, happy hormone screens, put that phone away, people sleep, happy hormone coffee, cold plunging, and a happy hormone mindset to finish things. So we really hope this blesses you guys. And yeah, so just to kind of wrap up, if you guys have not joined that Facebook group, it is time. Scroll on down and request to join. And you can finally be in a community and stop asking Google your questions. You guys are welcome to post in there and ask a question and I will come in and answer and help you out. So let's kind of wrap up with prayer. Lord Jesus, we just come before you and we thank you so much for allowing Dr. Jamie and I to be able to connect today and have fun sharing our favorite hormone routines. And we just pray that this message and these ideas would really truly bless the woman listening to it and that she would just take one thing away that you are pressing on her to change out of these six. So please make that clear to her and please help her to be obedient to how you are calling her to change. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Okay, girl, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you please take 30 seconds and leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts? Literally just pause this, scroll on down, click write a review, and I promise it'll take two seconds, well, maybe like 25 seconds, and it would bless me so much to see what you thought about this episode and to hear your feedback. And also, if you could share this in a quick text message to the friend or family member that you were thinking of while listening to this episode, that would be awesome. It just lights me up to know that this podcast is helping you and other people. And girl, I pray that your progesterone is awesome. I'll meet you back next Thursday for another episode. Have a blessed day.